Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you, my friend? How are you, my friend? Welcome. This is the Breakfast with Champions podcast, one of the most unique, amazing, and powerful podcasts you'll ever come across in your entire life. Listen, we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration, and ultimately give you an opportunity to get a seat at the table, to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. What makes this podcast so unique and incredible is we have over a hundred different thought leaders that are constantly delivering amazing, over-the-top, powerful, and impactful content in bite-sized nuggets that you can absorb, take action on, and implement in your life. So with that said, make sure you filter through. There's going to be some of these thought leaders, these experts in their industries that you're ultimately gonna connect with. You're gonna totally, totally resonate. It's gonna totally be your vibe. And then there's gonna be other ones that you're gonna be like, eh, you know what? I like them, but I don't know if I love them. And that's what's great about Breakfast with Champions is we have something for everyone. So make sure you sift through, find the ones that you love, and know that they'll be coming back every single week to be able to deliver to you the motivation and education and inspiration that you need. With that said, my name is Glenn Lundy. I am your host. Super excited to connect with you. And let's kick off today's episode of Breakfast with Champions. Super excited to share with you this morning. I wanted to start out this segment uh, just with a heart full of gratitude. Um, So many of you showed up this weekend and you know what? It just, it brought just so much joy to my heart. For those of you that might not know my own story, uh, on November 16th of 2016, I woke up to discover that my husband had taken his own life and it was the most devastating thing that I ever went through. And, you know, sometimes I think we we struggle with, we ask why, why do I have to go through this pain? You know, and uh, my heart broke a few months ago. One of our our own Rise and Grind members, uh, those of you may know her, her name's Beth Smith. Uh, Unfortunately, her husband took his own life a few months ago. And uh, it was it was a pinnacle moment for me when I started seeing her shares. I don't really know her personally. I've gotten a chance to uh, over the last few months. But I realized that, that there was a purpose right then and there, that it was my obligation and duty to walk someone else through the fire who, you know, just had gone through so much similar to what I had gone through. And, and God really just put it on my heart to reach out to this person. And uh, she struggled, right? She struggled with a lot of the same things that I went through financially, you know, trying trying to handle a burial and, and just so many things that when you're in that moment, you just, you don't know what to do. You just kind of go blank. And uh, her birthday was this weekend. She put out a plea and said, hey, you know what? The only thing I want for my birthday is to be able to have an actual headstone that I can go and visit and grieve. And um, so I, I teamed up with Sarah Ball and some other champions, Gwen Lindy, from a Rise and Grind group this weekend. And guys, in a matter of hours, not, not days, in hours, uh, we were able to raise the money to help this beautiful woman who has gone through so much um, raise the money to get a headstone for her birthday. And, and not only that, but we well exceeded what we needed. And now we're able to help somebody else go through what they're going through. So guys, this morning's topic is, is on client retention, but I just, I wanted to give that shout out and that gratitude because retention in, in business and retention in life, 
in my opinion, go hand in hand. And I promise you that if you pay forward always the grace that has been given to you, and, and when you reach out to others and you give back and you help where you can, it always comes back to you. And to be able to watch this, to be able to watch this woman this weekend, just be able to take a deep breath and say, I can breathe again. I know God's got me because for the last month or so, I, I've seen her posts of, I just want to give up. And guys, it, it just, it really touched me. It really touched me to see so many of you show up this weekend for a person that many of you like me don't even know. And so we were able to change a life and I'm grateful for that. So uh, I just wanted to give that, that shout out this morning. And of course I need to give a shout out to my dear friend, Scott Simons, who is stepping up for Brian Benstock this morning. Brian Benstock has apparently misplaced his phone. And uh, so I'm excited to be able to share the stage with Scott for a change. And uh, good morning, Scott. How are you, my superhuman friend? Thank you so much for stopping in this morning. Cheryl, thank you so much. And it's just a real honor to run with you here. And of course, it's hard to replace Brian Benstock, but I'll try to interrupt you often and try to give a bunch of counterpoints to what, you, what our subject is about today. I'm just kidding. But uh, it's great to hear your voice this morning and what you did for Beth uh, is simply amazing, but that's just the person you are. You're always serving and giving others. And because you had that servant heart, I've seen a complete transformation of your life and your business play out right in front of my eyes. And success leaves clues. If you want to see someone that has risen, you know, from tragedy to triumph, just uh, go back and, and follow Michelle McLean. Uh, she is truly a champion. So it's an honor for me to hear, to assist you and run with you. And let's pour into everybody at the table this morning. Good morning. Oh, thank you, my friend. Man, I didn't want to start my Monday out in tears. <laughs> it never fails. You're able to do that to me, Scott Simons. And, you know, it's, it's been it's been such an incredible journey and you know truthfully i i don't think that i could have gotten through everything that i went through or accomplished half of what i accomplished uh without my tribe without you without following your story and i'm watching your own growth and i i think so many times in our lives that people don't realize the impact that they have guys people are watching whether you think it or not or whether they audibly reach out to you and say that they're watching they're watching and there has never been a, a greater time as this than I've, I've really gotten the opportunity to, to realize the impact that we as individuals have on other people's lives. So I just encourage all of you to show up today, to share your story uh, because it really can impact someone else's life and, and it can change their trajectory. Um, I was very fortunate and blessed you know, to be able to attend a conference uh, that Glenn Lundy was putting on. Glenn and I had never even met in person and somebody, you know, just gifted me a ticket and said, hey, you need to be here. My dear friend, Lisa Copeland, I wasn't even going to go. I had other plans. I was supposed to be in a wedding. I, I literally dropped everything because God called me and said, hey, you need to be somewhere. And um, so I encourage all of you, make sure that you check out Grow Your Business for God at growyourboutgod.com. Growforgod.com. Make sure you get your ticket to that. Um, because I'm telling you, I, I had a life transforming moment there on that stage and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful today. I'm so grateful for all of these champions that showed up for me uh, when I was in my darkest time. And we have an obligation to do that for others. You really can change someone else's life. And that, that really ties into what we're talking about today. Um, my expertise is brand strategy. I'm creating client solutions that retain business. And uh, I've had to shift and pivot and, and rebrand and, and do a lot of things over the course of the last seven years uh, since I decided to make that leap. 
into uh, entrepreneurship from the retail side of automotive. And it was a really tough decision, but I knew that I had something and it was evident because everything that I do today, I was doing for the Subaru dealership that I worked for. And unfortunately, uh, it, it wasn't being reciprocated and appreciated in the way that it should. And I made a really tough decision um, that I was gonna do what I was doing for this store for every dealership and business in the country because I believe in the power of retention so much. And you guys have to understand that when it comes to starting a new business, client retention, especially in this day and age, is just, it's so over the top huge. And if you're not investing time and money into your clients, the people that are doing business with you, uh, they're likely going to go somewhere else. You know, And I, I teach on this and train on this all the time. Uh, I have this saying, reciprocity always wins. And again, that's with life or business. Think about you know the time that maybe someone invited you to an event, right? Maybe they invited you to a birthday party for their kid, or they invited you you know to a wine tasting, or whatever it is, right? When somebody does something for you, uh, and either they give you a gift or they invite you somewhere, you almost feel this like internal obligation to give back, right? You feel like, hey, they invited me to this thing, now I'm going to invite them to my thing, and it works no differently with your customers. Yes, you can have the strongest power, the strongest product and the highest powered marketing strategy in the world. Um, and a lot of times that's going to grab you that initial business, right? But you're gonna struggle to reach your destination if equally solid customer service isn't a part of that plan. Your customer service and the way that you give back to your clients is going to influence whether they're going to come back to you or decide to take their business elsewhere. And uh, a lot of these points that I'm bringing forth this morning are, are, from, a are from a combination of studies, right? The, the big one is through Salesforce. Um, I know a lot of you, if you're in sales or in business, you probably use their CRM, but they went on to say that 70% of consumers and 82% of B2B customers have one thing to thank technology for. And the fact that it's made it easier than ever to walk away from one company in favor of another. Treating your customers to first-class service, in my opinion, is one of those things that should be obvious, but yet so many entrepreneurs, so many even big companies, right? I see it all the time in dealerships, right? They don't have the time. They don't have the money in their budget. But at the end of the day, when we look at things in the grand scheme, most dealers are spending an average of 40,000-ish plus dollars a month on advertising to get new business through the door. And a lot of them aren't spending or reallocating that money to keep those customers. And so this morning, I'm gonna share seven strategies with you that are not only ideal for improving customer service, uh, but also for enhancing the client relationship, delighting your customers, and ensuring that they stay doing business with you. And there's no greater human being, really, in my opinion, uh, to talk about this topic. Uh, I believe I saw Liza on stage as well, Scott's business partner. I don't know if she's popping in and out, but Scott Simon, he does such an incredible, incredible job of making each and every customer feel like there is only customer. And this is, guys, if you're in automotive, you probably understand this. If you're outside of automotive, let me tell you how rare that is for an owner or a GM or a dealer partner to be on the front lines of, of customer delight and customer experience. It's a rarity. And I see Scott showing up all the time. I mean, I can't tell you, I think he's done over a million dollars personally just in these new Ram sales just because he's making these customers feel important. He's creating relationships that win. He's posting those wins on social media and he's drawing in an audience through his incredible personality. Guys, if you're looking for a vehicle, I can't tell you, I've gone to Scott so many times, even though I haven't personally bought a vehicle from Scott Simons, when I have friends 
for family members, for people uh, that are looking to sell vehicles, right? I will reach out to Scott Simons and, and my other amazing dealer partners, and I'll put together a Google Drive and say, hey guys, I've got a friend or a family member, they're looking to, to sell this vehicle, they're not looking to trade or anything, but these guys will step up for me. They step up to the plate every single time and they go, how can we help? How can we help? How can we help? And I think that that's just such a critical thing in any business when you know that you have that circle of people you can go to and, and say, hey, this person, I know they're gonna do great business. And Scott does that every single customer, every single time. So Scott, I would love for you to kind of jump in before we jump into these tips. Our first tip today is to embrace the customer experience, right? If your company's yet to perfect the customer experience, I think now's a great time to do it. And from discovery to transactions, I think really that customer experiences are what is going to comprise every interaction that take place over the course of that customer relationship. And those terms I think are sometimes used interchangeably, but customer experience and customer service, they're not exactly one and the same, right? You can look at customer service as one of several vital elements that goes into the customer experience, but creating that ultimate CX experience for a client, I think is really what differentiates any business and helps them stand out from the competition. You guys do such a fantastic job of that at CMA. And I would love for you to piggyback on that and just kind of share how you guys create that amazing experience for clients. Yeah, Michelle, and these are all great points, but um, years ago, um, Liza asked if we would all present as you know general managers and partners what we can do to take CMA to the next level. And that was, I think, five years ago, and it could have been longer. I guess time just really flies, especially when you're having fun. And Liza, uh, we, we presented, and I presented on how we need to be, uh, put ourselves out on social media, and that we need, we have a story to tell. Carter Myers Automotive Group, we've been around since 1924. We move lives forward. We're ESOP, so employees own 26% of our company. And we weren't really doing a good job of telling that story and what it means to, the, to the, our guests and our valued customers. And when you're dealing with one of our 700 associates, about to go to 900 associates, you're dealing with the actual owner of the company. And that's extremely important because our, our internally, we say owners just do more. So we do more because we're empowered to make decisions. When we see that consumer that may be upset or, you know, instead of running away from an issue, we run toward the issue and say, hey, Michelle, you know, is everything going okay today? You know, you've been here for a little while. You know, how can we, how can we help you? And so I gave a presentation on how we build our brand, which is us. Every single person has a brand. Your name is your brand. And I said, look, we need to um, put ourselves out there. And a lot of people that are owners or general managers, I wouldn't, excuse me, some of them don't want to engage in social media. I don't know if it's just because they want to keep their life private. Um, they feel like that they really don't need to. And I'm the exact opposite. So uh, whenever I, um, like I, I'll, we train our staff to check into work every single day, right, you know, our team, check into work and say, hey, you know, I, I've just, I'm here to serve. We, we, our staff to our people on social media, which we sell about 40% of our cars uh, and trucks on through social media, through our associates spending zero in advertising, zero. And that number was 15% five years ago. And then we started tracking it. Now we're up to about 40, over 40%. 
That's based on building a relationship. That's a relationship sale versus a transactional sale. Transactional means we have no relationship with that consumer that reaches out to us through the internet or comes on the line. The consumers that come in, they will purchase at 33% of the time. Now that number has gone up because of the inventory, you know, uh, the lack of inventory. However, if it's a referral, if it's someone that has done business with us before, that number is 66%. And typically, you know, even the consumers that dealt with this before, they actually want us to make a profit. They say, hey, you know, you've taken care of us, you know, so we, you know, we want to be fair to you. And, you know, and that's, you know, in, in the auto industry, that's unheard of. But in that presentation, I said, we need to put ourselves out there. And that's when everybody in the room kind of looked at me because they were talking about, you know, um, they were talking about being able to purchase a car online, being able to do home deliveries. And I did a presentation on how we need to put ourselves out there because I said the Glenn Lundy's and these other people are going to recruit the best staff in the world. And I said, if we put our mission out there and tell our story, we will recruit some of the best people in the world. And from that, we've just seen a lot of growth by when I go pick up a car, give me an example, about 34, 35% of the time I drive to work, 30 minutes to work. I'm typically picking up someone's vehicle, dropping them off a loaner and getting their vehicle serviced. Because if they think of anything automotive, I want them to think of me, whether it's a maintenance question, whether it's a transportation question, whether they buy from me or not, whether they, any question you have to do with anything automotive, I want you to think of me and our staff wants you to think of them. And we may not sell you a vehicle at that time, and that's okay. That's okay. I'll, I, you know, we, we help people. But you would not believe how many times people will turn into Raven fans because, because you provide a service to them, and they will actually make their friends and family feel almost uh, – ignorance is not the right word – but they feel bad from not purchasing from you. And that's by providing customer service. And that's exactly what you're going to talk about, which I could talk about this subject forever. And, you know, with your strategies and what you help teach dealers, help save the money in advertising and makes them a whole lot more efficient. So as you can tell, I get excited talking about this subject. But, you know, you build your brand and let everybody know what you do. And I don't ever slide into people's DMs and ask them to purchase anything from me. Uh, but all these people in the Lions Den and, and Apex and Arte, anytime someone posts in a group, because the work that I've done, this doesn't happen overnight. You don't do one post and then all these people come purchase vehicles from you. I've been working on this for years and showing up and answering questions. And now anytime someone mentions something automotive, I'm fortunate enough, they say, you need to see Scott Simons. You need to see Scott Simons. And that has led to me and our team shipping vehicles throughout the whole United States of America. And I personally sold, I think about now $1.5 million worth of TRX pickup trucks, uh, just personally. But that's what I'm supposed to do, Michelle. I'm supposed to lead from the front. I'm supposed to, if I ask my team to do something, I'm supposed to do it myself. And that's just was taught to me by others, but fantastic subject. And these points that we're going to share with people, be sure and grab a pen and paper because uh, these are, these are gold. I love it. And, it, you know, I, I always love how uh, the conversation, it, it always ends up leading me into exactly what I'm talking about. And uh, you hit on two very important 
points and that actually was going to take us into tip number two and tip number three like scott said make sure that you grab a pen and a piece of paper but if for any reason you ever miss any of our seven tips of course you can always go back uh, and hear things on the podcast but i do also have a free absolutely free no pitching no selling none of that um vip text club where if you guys click on my profile picture make sure you text clubhouse to my vip text number i'll make sure that you guys get these seven tips uh we have organized all of this into a google drive and we're getting ready to share out uh the master folder hopefully here in october so that you guys have all of these amazing tips to level up your life but scott you hit on two very important points uh talking about the communication aspect and of course showing up the way that you communicate and also making life easier for your customers so number two uh master customer communication right communication is essential to the success of any relationship, right? Whether it's in life or in business, but customer service is literally the mouthpiece of an organization. And I think something that's really important that you do a great job of is making sure that anybody that you bring aboard or anybody that is sharing in your vision, whether it's an employee, a partner, what have you, is that they're thoroughly trained, right? You have to avoid passive aggressive attitudes, the technical jargon, other language that might lead to confusion. You always wanna use language and tone that's going to embrace customers. And of course, the stuff that they're going to likely use themselves, right? Creating that common ground. I mean, we don't see that at any greater place, I think, than places like automotive, real estate. You really, you have to create that rapport. And I think that's the number one building block um, to building any kind of relationship. But the one thing that you said was about, you know, how every day you're on your way to work, you're usually picking up a customer's car um, and you're bringing it in for service, dropping off a loaner to them. And tip number three is of course, to make life easier for your customers. You know, let's face it, every, every single day in life, you know, we understand that we're busy people, right? We're busy, busy, busy. And although I don't know that that's the greatest way to live life, I'm guilty of it as well. Uh, but those little convenience factors, they make such an incredible difference in the lives of customers. And, you know, yesterday, my other half, um, we live in the remote mountains in Colorado. So we're literally about two hours uh, from anything, two hours from the nearest dealership. Um, he's got a Tundra. And uh, we, were, we, we had just come back from a trip from Ohio and he needed an oil change. And, you know, it was really funny because about a month ago, he contacted the nearest Toyota dealership to us and tried to set up an oil change. He has Toyota care. It's included, you know, in, in the plan that he bought. Um, and he also had a recall and he called the Toyota dealership and he said, hey, I need to make an appointment to get in here gave the VIN number, you know, gave all of the information for his Toyota care service plan. And uh, for starters, when he called the dealership, it literally rang about 14 times before anybody picked up the phone. So number one, that, that's always frustrating, right? If you're trying to get someone, there's nothing worse and when you're trying to do business with a company and they don't pick up the phone when in a timely manner, number one, but more importantly, the fact that she, when the girl answered the phone, she gave, he gave all the information. She said, Hey, I'm going to have to call you back. We're still waiting on that call back. This has been a month, right? That's just unacceptable in my opinion. And now I can guarantee you we'll never do business with that dealership, especially because I own a client retention company. It's so important. So yesterday we were like, Hey, you know what? Got to get the oil change done. We made a two hour drive to Colorado Springs and ended up at a grease monkey garage of all places. Let me tell you what this experience was like pulled in right away, attended to right away, offered water, offered coffee. They've got a sign. They have a sign in their, in their uh, office where you go in to sit and wait, beautiful waiting area that says your experience is being recorded so that we can provide the best service possible. Blown away. Not only that, they literally detailed the entire car. This is all included in the price of an oil change, mind you. 
they literally detailed the entire car inside, outside, upside down, grabbed the trash that was still in there from our trip. We had some food bags and what have you vacuumed the car, cleaned out the wind, cleaned the window. I mean, I was literally just shocked. This is an oil change, a quick lane oil change place. And they went above and beyond all included in this price. And guys, it's just, it's so important because when you do those little things for other people, even when it comes to things like, you know, putting your products and pricing and things online, when you're doing things for people to make their lives easier because they're pressed for time, it really behooves you to compete in business and aim to make your customers' lives as easy as possible. You know, there's a study that was done by Harvard Business Review. It actually found that reducing the effort needed to solve problems is one of the best ways to foster customer loyalty. And Scott, you illustrated that so perfectly. You know, yeah, it might be a few more minutes out of your way into work, but I promise you that customer will forever remember what you did, right? There's that Maya Angelou quote that we talk about all the time. People will forget what you said, they will forget what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. And when you're able to channel that emotion in a customer, for a customer to say, oh my gosh, wow. And you're, you're creating those wow experiences by doing the little things, like having things available at their fingertips if they have a question or a concern, going above and beyond. If, they're, if there's an issue or maybe they, like Scott said, if they need service for their vehicle, dropping off a loaner vehicle to them. They don't have to do that. That's not part of their contract, but it makes the biggest difference in the world to people when you go out of your way to give them an experience they will never forget. And so I just, I love that you said that, Scott. I mean, how important do you think that it's been to the success and growth, not only of your store, but the entire CMA organization, because you guys are doing those little things that are differentiating you from the customer, from the competition. How important is that? Oh, it's, it's been extremely important. And it's just the culture. It's the culture of our company. It's, you know, this, did, this just didn't start with me. You know, the great team members, they take something, they take, take an idea. Not only do they implement the idea or follow through in the culture, but then they take it one step further. Those are the special ones that just don't do what's asked of them. So if I want my team to provide, our, our team to provide superior customer service, I've got to do it. So when I go and pick up the, the guest's vehicle, first of all, I just say, you know, this is how I've done it. If, if there's anything I could do for you, please let me know. And I just put a post up. Hey, I'm picking up um, this friend's vehicle, taking in her Jeep, snapped a picture, tagged her in the post and said, hey, I'm picking up Tanya's picture. Of course, I got permission picking up Tanya's Jeep for service, let me know how I can assist you in any way. Now, if a managing partner, you know, uh, of a business will do that, and you know, then the rest of the staff looks at it and goes, huh, well, let me reach out to my guests and ask how I can help them because he's doing it, I should do it. And then the guests that I pick up their vehicle, you know, they'll, they'll comment, this is the only reason why I will not deal with anybody else but CMA and the Valley dealerships. This is the reason why. And then my neighbor sees it. Hey, I need my vehicle service. Could you pick mine up? Sure. And then another person sees it. Hey, I'm due for service. Can you pick mine up? Absolutely. And then I will find out. So if they're driving a pilot, you know, two or three-year-old pilot, I'll take them in. I'll bring them a brand-new pilot to drive. So that way they get to experience the brand new vehicle. And you would not believe how many times they'll say, hey, well, you've got my vehicle. Would you mind giving me a free appraisal on it? Or we'll give you a free appraisal on it. And then I'll run your numbers. 
And, you know, right now it's, you know, with the, with the chip shortage, you know, you really need someone that, that helps you navigate this. It's, it's really the reason why a lot of people are reaching out to me is they need, they truly need my help because the inventories are low and you need someone that you can trust to help you navigate through this process. You know, our whole model in the auto industry has changed and the ones that have put in the work and taken care of their customers and done the little things, the little things I'm going to Stanton anyway, I drive 30 minutes. So I've got to go that way anyway. Why would I inconvenience somebody when I'm going that way anyway, when all I've got to do is stop by and swap cars with them, tell them good morning. Now, when I do that, that value guest will not do business with anybody else but me. And if they know anybody that's looking, they refer me people all the time. And then if I'm doing it, then our, it's a culture in our team. But this culture started well before me. I mean, we've been around since 1924. And, you know, for a automotive group to survive past generation two, generation three, now thriving generation four, you know, is unheard of. But it's just the culture, but it's taking the culture, taking it one step further. And Michelle, another thing, we help our teams brand themselves. And I know you remember the time in the auto industry where don't you dare put your cell phone on your card. Don't you dare overshadow the dealer. Well, we actually help them with their branding, with their best practices. We pour into them. We have training with Danelle Delgado, Glenn Lundy and many others, Jonathan Dawson. So we invest in our team to share these best practices and help them build relationships with our valued guests. But this is just in our DNA, but this is gonna be the great separator. Um, and it already is, but it, going into the future, it's only gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger. And for our businesses, it's all about client retention. I mean, we're spending, like you said, all this money to get people in the door when we're not taking care of the people that we already have. And that's the key is we have to take care. And that's why businesses like yours is flourish now and is even going to flourish more in the future. But uh, this is Scott, and uh, I love this subject, as you can tell. I love your passion, my friend, and uh, we, need, we need to connect again here in the very near future because uh, I, I would love to just kind of get a, a gauge on, on what you guys are doing and send you a copy of my free retention audit um, and see if there's any way that I can help you make that even more of an impact. But you are so right because culture, it really starts at the top. And whether you're in an auto dealer setting or any business for that matter, you know, when that culture is not set and they're not setting the bar really high, it's a trickle down effect right and you know I, I've worked for and, and worked with many companies over the years where you, you've got a, an owner who is just checked out right and it, it your clients feel that right if you're not taking care of the employees and you're not setting that standard your employees are not going to take care of your customers and so you know like I said CMA has done such a fantastic job of that and every time I go to call on Liza it seems that she's popped out of the room but you know it's it's funny because you know I when I bought my Outback I mean the experience was just unbelievable and I, I don't see my friend David Long here this morning but he's uh he's the VP and GM of Hansel Auto Group in California and again I live in Colorado his dealership's probably a good 20-hour drive from me and uh my other half had had a vehicle um, that was sitting in storage for almost a year. Um, he works for DOD and he had been deployed. And so we didn't have a use for three cars. 
And so I called David up. I, you know, we were about three and a half hours from his dealership. We were in California um, going to pick up, you know, the Acura that he had. And we didn't know what we were going to do with it. And lo and behold, we go to start the vehicle. And it appears that uh, a mouse or something has chewed through uh, the, the lines. And we're going, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. And uh, God love David Long, man, that man literally, like he sent somebody to pick up the vehicle three and a half hours from his dealership, had it towed up there. Not only did he have it towed up there, but he gave us far above and beyond what I had expected to get on trade. Even with the, you know, the minor things that had gone on with it, gave us a fantastic deal on my Outback, uh, had it delivered to my house. And there was a delay in that apologized wholeheartedly for it, sent us like awesome, you know, thank you gifts and cards and everything was handwritten. And you know what, like even that little blip in my delivery, of course it was the middle of winter. So, you know, I live on a, a mountain basically. Um, I was completely understanding with it, like stuff happens, but even with that, I'm like, Hey man, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. I'm in the business too. I get it. Stuff happens. And he could not apologize enough for my car showing up a few days late. Like I said, went above and beyond to take care of us. And I, I will tell you that anytime that I, that I go to do business, I, I'm probably going to go back to that dealership over and over and over and over again, not just because he's my friend, but because of the level of service and the attention to detail that went into that delivery. And, you know, it's just, it's absolutely so imperative. And I love that CMA does that. So I'm going to take us into tips number four and five. Number four, I think is something that it's, it's really important to me, especially um, from the automotive perspective, uh, because I think a lot of dealerships now are, are really embracing this AI and, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a half dozen of one, six of the other, not always the best idea thing. But number four is to intelligently deploy smart technologies. You know, sometimes again, you don't need to look any further than culture to pinpoint what's hot in business trends, right? Especially pop culture. And I think that it's really important that organizations leverage those trends, but they need to do it in a way that it's going to optimize business processes while delivering convenience to the customer. And AI, guys, it's a great way to do that. Um, that can take the communication element to a new height, like with a chatbot, for example. I know a lot of people that use them. But it's really important, like you said, that you do you deploy those intelligently. Because chatbots, for example, although they offer a really unique way to automate manual tasks, it's also extremely, extremely important that you're providing a personalized customer experience. And that's that goes the same for if you're doing things like click funnels um, or if you're using a CRM that has automated templates. I, I cannot tell you how often uh, I have dealt with with different types of businesses where uh, someone will send me, you know, I'll click on and join a, a club or. Uh, even even inquiring about a vehicle and they send me back this cut rate cookie cutter not at my place on the sale template um, and and it, it's just it takes the whole personalization or even worse when you have a chat bot or a template that says hi and then you it just says your name in brackets or something to that effect and it's just it's really impersonal so it's very important that if you're going to use ai technology for convenience it's great to be able to answer your customer right away but people also want that personalized experience um they don't want to be put on hold music for an hour right they again they don't want to receive a, an ai message that doesn't answer their question uh, there's so many times where you know I, I purchased an item a couple of weeks ago and my delivery never showed up and here I am, you know, on a Saturday trying to figure out where my purchase is and I'm having to hit numbers and go through prompts. So then I go online and I get the AI chatbot and I'm trying to tell the chatbot, this is my issue. 
even to the point of just typing in customer service and then it goes back and it says what's your issue and you, and, and it just that there's nothing more frustrating than when you have an issue as a client and you cannot get the experience that you're looking for and that takes us into number five which is aligning your customer support with all departments right i think it's really important that in any business whether it's one person that's handling it or if you're a larger organization you have a team of people handling it you need to build a dedicated support team that can bridge that gap between your customer and your company right and amazon whether you love bezos or hate bezos they do a pretty fantastic job of that if you have an issue with a product at amazon you literally can go on their online chat feature and no questions asked they're going to send you a new product or they're going to refund your money it's just that simple and sometimes i think that it's really important that you just address the issue and you get ahead of the customer problem before it becomes a bigger problem and be it positive or negative i think the feedback that they receive from the consumer um, in any business it's critically important to crafting these rewarding customer experiences that we're talking about so you have to make sure that your team has the green light to share customer ideas and concerns with upper management again going back to what scott said the culture having that open door policy and that's something that we do every single day when we're contacting clients on behalf of an auto dealership we're creating those relationships personally. We're digging into the experience and saying, hey, how can we improve? How could we have made your experience better before it ever gets to the point where the customer is sending back a really crummy survey, right? But I think it's important that you're also empowering your team, not necessarily to make huge financial decisions. Obviously, you know, in the car business, you can't empower somebody to say, hey, take back the $30,000 car and not get to the root of it. But making sure that, again, your team is empowered to share those concerns with upper management and empowering them to implement a system that allows them to easily pass along customer feedback and fine tune their respective strategies, right? Giving them the opportunity to get in front of an issue and solve a problem for a customer. It is so incredibly imperative. And if you're not doing that and you're not taking that bull by the horns when a customer says, hey, hello, I had an issue, and you're leaving them on hold or you're using this AI technology, um, I think sometimes that can be that can be really frustrating for a customer. So I just wanted to align with that. And guys, it is 540, well, 540, my time here on the West Coast. So I do just want to do a quick room reset. If you are just joining us again, you are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club. Again, make sure that you guys are pinging people on in here and following our club. You can hit that green house at the top of the stage. But guys, I want you to know that we're not just on Clubhouse, right? We have the Breakfast with Champions podcast, the Breakfast with Champions pages. We're all over. We're omnipresent on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, wherever you get your social media fix we are there so here's what we want you to do we want you to go to instagram right and we want you to click at breakfastwithchampions.com click that link in our bio and from there you can follow us anywhere that you want to stay connected and again everything that we do here is about adding value to you connecting you to others in your lives connecting you to us and the people that are able to push your life and career forward. But getting back to what we're talking about today, again, we're talking about seven rockstar client retention tips. I'm just gonna quickly recap what we've gone over so far. Number one, embracing the customer experience. Number two, mastering customer communication. Number three, make life easier for your customers. Number four, intelligently deploy smart technologies. And number five, align your customer support with all departments. I'm sharing the stage this morning with my dear friend and uh, owner of CMA. He is a store owner and just a rock star 
acumen in the automotive space, and he does all of these things quite well. But I wanted to kind of just piggyback on that uh, deploying smart technologies piece, Scott. What procedures do you guys have in place? Because I'm sure that you guys use AI for a portion of things uh, just to be able to streamline things and make sure that it's getting customers to the right place. But how important is it at your dealership that you're also having people that are able to answer phones, tackle problems, and create those personalized experiences from the very first time that a customer generates a lead on your website? Yes, we do, uh, Michelle. We, we try to make it as... Uh, as we try to make it as personal as we can in our interactions, but obviously with technology, we want to make sure that we don't, we don't miss an opportunity. And I will tell you this, typically uh, when I'm alerted that there's an issue, you know, we, we send out, we use a, a tool called Podium, which I know people, there's plenty of tools out there. So, you know, whatever tool you use after everybody, as soon as we close out an RO or we close out a transaction, they get a link, the consumer gets a link where they can review us and it goes straight to Google. Um, and before we would filter those. So before we went with Podium, you know, if you had a great experience, it would link you to the, uh, the, the different sites. And if you had a bad experience, it would actually send a direct correspondence to me. And then I would reach out or my assistant would reach out to the consumer and say, hey, you know, what's going on? How can we, you know, how, how can we help you? You know, how can, you know, how can we resolve the situation? And we changed, we changed and just went to podium because one, without getting, we wanted true answers. We wanted true feedback going out to the, the sites. Um, what I find is most of the time, a one of our valued guests have an issue. It's miscommunication or a lack of communication from one of our team members. And then what makes the situation worse is not handling that situation and letting time expire. So when you, there is a situation in life where that has to do with person or business, the longer we wait to handle the situation, the worse the situation gets. So if I can get to that guest that did not have an experience that exceeded their expectations or at least met their expectations, the quicker I can get to that situation, and get to that guest, the, 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 the higher likelihood that I can not only take care of that guest, but turn that guest into a raving fan. A lot of people avoid, the, uh, avoid this, and it actually makes it worse. And I say a lot, that's a bad, I shouldn't say that. When you do avoid a situation, it actually makes the situation much worse. So the bit of advice I would give everybody would be this is, have a system to where you get feedback from the people you deal with. And then when there is a problem, hit that problem head on, whether that's personal, business, anything in life. Because in the situations when they're upset, they're only going to get more upset as time passes when you don't address the situation. And I mean, there's times where I don't find out about it or get involved. So it's way, way, way down, you know, uh, the, the line or time has went by. And now they're really mad. I mean, really, really mad. And they're not even mad about the original situation or that we didn't exceed their expectations. They're mad the fact that, you know, the time has expired and no one's addressed their situation. So whatever system you do have, just pick up the phone and call that, that, that guest that did not have a good experience and apologize. 
an apology goes a long way. It 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 lowers the the guest's guard, and it, it also, I mean, if someone apologizes and someone still continues just to go off, then I simply say, hey, look, I, I'm here to help. I'm here to help this situation. I'll do anything in the world for you. I apologize, and we're going to make it up to you. You know, but at this point, we're going to treat each other with respect. Because what we also don't tolerate is we don't tolerate once we've, you know, admitted and, and try to take care of the situation. We don't tolerate guests just being absolutely and nasty and rude to our team. Well, we don't tolerate that at all either. That doesn't give you the right to abuse another human or, or individual. So that's just uh, we use podium. And when there's a when there is a dissatisfied guest or we haven't lived up those expectations, Michelle, instead of running away from the problem, we run to the problem. And typically, if you get to the, the quicker you can get to the problem, the quicker you can get to the solution, the quicker you could turn that guest into a raving fan. Amen, my friend. And, and you so perfectly set me up for our tip number six, which is to own your mistakes. And, you know, guys, try as we might, we're all human beings. And there's definitely going to come a time when you kind of fumble the handoff and screw something up. I mean, it happens to the best of us, right? But whether it's a billionaire, a shipping mishap, or a customer service issue, whatever it is, understand that that experience is instrumental in fully righting the wrong, right? At least it should be, in my opinion. I don't think there's anything more insulting than having to deal with a rude customer service rep when their company is at fault in the first place. So promptly issuing a refund or replacing a defective item or just like Scott said, you know, getting ahead of the problem and making sure that that's standard protocol in any business, it's absolutely critical. Training support agents to accept responsibility and, like said, like Scott said, issuing that apology for the inconvenience is really one of the biggest things that you can do for customer satisfaction. Guys, if people like you, they'll continually, continually buy from you, even if your prices are higher than the competition. But that admiration can't exist if you don't treat customers the way that they deserve to be treated. So make sure that you're prioritizing customer service and that you're creating the same ideal experiences that you as a consumer would expect. You know, I talk about the, the Zappos vision all the time. I mean, guys, if you haven't ever experienced buying something from Zappos, let me tell you something you absolutely should. These people go so far above and beyond when it comes to the customer experience, even for being an online company. I mean, literally, they will make dinner reservations for you after you buy a product from them. They'll give you directions if you're in the car. I mean, these people literally will go above and beyond. And it's those little customer experiences that make such a huge impact. I will continue and continue and continue to do business with a company like Zappos because every time I call, these people are just, they're cheery and they're helpful and they're willing to help in, in no matter what we're doing in life. And I just, I love that experience. And Chick-fil-A, same thing. I mean, we're talking about a fast food company. I don't think I've ever been, and I've had to cut Chick-fil-A out of my diet since losing over 100 pounds. I don't really do the fast food thing. Uh, but I've never been to a Chick-fil-A where I've had a bad experience. Not ever. The, the fact that every order is with my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. They, they just, they go above and beyond. I mean, you can, you could literally be sitting in, you know, a lunch rush and there will be a McDonald's and a Chick-fil-A across the street from one another. And the McDonald's line literally has not moved and they've moved double the amount of cars to the Chick-fil-A line as people waiting at McDonald's. And it's because of the culture. It's because of the way they train their people. It's because of the way that they start at the top and they have that, that employee plan in place that 
This is the expectation. This is how we're going to treat our customers. This is how we're going to define that experience and separate ourselves from the competition. So guys, like I said, it doesn't matter what type of business you're in. It really is about making that experience for the client a rewarding one through and through. And so that takes us into the very last tip. And then I want to open this up to some mods for the last 10 minutes or so. But number seven, reward loyalty, guys, right? They say one good deed deserves another. But if you buy into the old dash that you probably uh, would believe that, right? It's only fitting to show appreciation to the customers that are supporting you on a regular basis. And that's literally what I do in my company. Like I said, you know, we I told everybody last week, I, I split Michelle McLean from my company, Retention Masters, because I, I wanted everything that I do independently as a consultant or a brand strategist to be different from the retention program that we offer. And that's literally what we do is we support the customers of our, of our dealerships and of other businesses, you know, by sending them handwritten cards, by doing calls, by, by sending personalized emails, tokens of appreciation. We have these amazing cookie boxes uh, that, that I swear they're, they're like crack. Uh, people love them. Um, but we do all of these things because it makes the customer feel important, you know, and, and there's a study that actually uh, revealed uh, that loyalty rewards encouraged 46% of customers to spend more money with the brand. And more than half said that they would consider that just if there was a loyalty program in place. So guys, having some type of a well thought out loyalty program will pay incredible dividends. And if you're in the automotive space, uh, statistically speaking, a repeat or a referral customer will spend on average $862 more with you uh, than they would if they were just coming in off of the street or off of the internet, right? In addition to directly boosting profits, it also will help you to find your most dedicated supporters, right? The repeat customers who are willing to step out and advocate on your behalf, just like Scott said, right? These little things that he's doing, the loyalty that they have created, it's literally by just creating and defining an experience by doing the little things that mean so much to customers. They reported 16 billion, yes, 16 billion a year in unused loyalty or reward points. Show there's a few brands are able to create that experience that foster these long-term relationships. And so again, you have a golden opportunity as a business owner to be able to differentiate yourself and your brand from the competition. And as Scott mentioned very early on in this conversation, understanding that you, you are the brand, right? Unless you're, you know, this synonymous company in which they all started out as, as a person, but if you're, unless you're a company like a, a Louboutin or a Coca-Cola or an Amazon, right, you're, you're not making billions of dollars a year yet. It's really important that you set yourself out from, from the get-go, right, from that start line. If you want to finish strong, understand that, again, people are going to follow you. They're going to follow your story. And when you're able to grab the audience by differentiating and doing those little things as a human being, it will open up areas of opportunity for your business to grow in absolutely exponential ways. I am living proof of it. I promise you, every single thing that I have done in my business to be able to grow, it's been done by building relationships. And it started on social media. It started by connecting with many of the superhumans that are on this stage. And it literally started by me saying, how can I help? Not asking people to do business with me, not blowing up inboxes, not saying, here's my product, here's my product, here's my product. It was literally just by continuing to show up and saying, hey, here's who I am as a person. Here's my story. Here's what I went through. Here's how I overcame it. And here's how I can help you solve a problem. Not going and asking people for money. Anytime somebody would put something on social media and they would have a problem that I knew that I could solve, I would be the first person to jump into their DM or make a comment and go, hey, I can help. 
not looking to charge you for anything. Just tell me how I can help. How can I make your problem, your day, your life a little bit easier, right? And the more that I did that and the more that I kept showing up for people in those ways and just saying, hey, I'm here, I can help. However, however I can be used, however you can utilize my skill set to help your company, I'm here. And guys, it's literally transitioned in, into so much business for me. There are times that I can't even keep up. I'm having to literally go out and hire people just to keep up with the incoming requests. And it was all because I just said, hey, how can I help? How important is that, Scott, right? I know, I know that you, you, God, you are such a champion for this. You've shared your own journey and your story, and, and God love you. Your story inspired me to, to create my own transformation and my own journey. And how important is it, do you think, to just keep showing up for people, period? It's everything. It's, it's everything. It's, you reached out to me years ago when I was doing something. I said, hey, he, I, you, you made me a web banner. Um, to promote something without even asking and send it to me. And you first served someone else and said, hey, how can I serve you? And when that happens, then that person says, you know what? What can I do to assist you? This is so kind of you. And I think some people think that you need to spend a bunch of money doing this. You know, I gave Andy Frisella, which could go buy anything he wants, a, a wooden... Um, it was a wooden plaque that was made by a gentleman that was died of cancer. And the gentleman made me one for completing 75 hard. And this is something money can't buy. The best gifts are something that's from heart that has meaning that money can't buy. And he made me one. I said, hey, David, which, you know, David, David passed away cancer. And he's, I said, David, could you make one of these for Andy Frisella? And he said, absolutely, Scott, I'd be honored to. And when Andy Frisella, which is the creator of First Form, you know, a half a billion dollar company, when he is, shoots any of his um, videos from his home office, if you look over his left shoulder, you'll see a plaque there over his left shoulder. Now, he's been given a lot of gifts from a lot of people because he's impacted a lot of people's lives. That's because he shows up with a servant heart. And he's not afraid to put himself out there and stand up for the issues that he feels like he should stand up for. But that gift that I gave him, which money can't buy, that was thoughtful, is behind him. And I told the story behind it, is behind his left shoulder whenever you see that man uh, at his home office. But you first have to give on to others. There's so many people that, that, that take or they give something and they expect something in return. These guests that I go and pick up their vehicles, if they went and bought somewhere else, I wouldn't defriend them. I wouldn't be upset. I wouldn't write them off. You know, there's people that post buying vehicles all the time. It's not for me that I know I serve. It's okay. You know, I just made a comment on one this morning. You know, hey, it was a fantastic, uh, it was a fantastic, um, hey, uh, congratulations on your purchase. You know, and I did that, and they didn't even purchase for me. So you first serve others and then people are loyal, you know, loyal to you and you, this is part of your success journey. This is how your business is exploding is you served others first and then you have one heck of a story and you put your story out there. I mean, who wouldn't want you to win based on all the adversity that you dealt with and now you're showing up and giving to others and this is the circle of life and you, you're sitting and showing us all 
how it's done. So it's been an honor to run with you this morning. As you can tell, I'm passionate about this. Uh, you know, I hope I filled in uh, for Brian, Mr. Benstock, which I admire and respect a lot. I, I, you know, I have to apologize to him. I didn't cut you off a whole lot. And uh, I didn't do a lot of counterpoints. You know, you and I went in harmony this morning. So, you know, we'll look forward for Brian to get back. But anyway, it's been awesome to run with you this morning. Been an amazing morning. And this is Scott Simonson. Thank you for allowing me to be here with you, Michelle. Well, thank you for being here. You do a fabulous, fabulous job all the time in life, in business, on Clubhouse. But, you know, I, I love what you said about that, that service of others. I mean, guys, it's literally been life-changing for me. I mean, really, truly life-changing. I think sometimes people show up and they just mouthpiece to mouthpiece. But I'm telling you, uh, if, if you guys have not followed my journey, please go back. Go back to the, the most devastating time in my life. I kept everything on social media because I wanted people to really be able to see the transformation. You are literally one decision and one connection away from creating your best life. And I truly believe that. My hashtag, we rise together, my green hearts, I bleed it every single day. I, I've shared before, but I literally, the first thing that I do in the morning every single day is I literally will go on my social media account or I will look through my client list. I'll look for what people love or for what they're going through in life. And I send out 10 gifts, 10 gifts every single day whether it's a box of cookies. I mean, we've, we've probably spent over $10,000 this year just sending out cookies. And people always ask me, why do you not send out your logo on the cookies that you send? And it go, because it's not about me. I'm not, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I want whoever I'm sending stuff to, I want them to feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, how awesome is it when you send a, a huge box of, of these amazing cookies to a large dealer group? I, I sent out this, this huge box last week to congratulate one of the dealerships. They're not even doing business with me. They're not a client of mine, right? And I sent out this huge box say, congratulations on a record month. And I put their logo on it. And what did the dealership do? The dealership tweeted it out. They put it on Facebook. They put it on Instagram. And they said, thank you so much, Michelle McLean, for this awesome gift. How cool are these, right? And just off of that single post, I bet I've gotten 50 requests this week for people to just buy cookies. And that's not even what I do. I just send them out as gifts. But if I see people are going through a tough time, I try to create a personalized token of appreciation uh, or, or something that, that's going to affirm them, something that's going to make them feel warm and fuzzy and say, hey, you know what? I've been in your shoes. I'm here. I'm here for you. I get it. And it's when you do those little things, again, without expecting anything in return, like Scott said, the universe, God, call it what you will. I choose to call it God. My faith is everything to me. But it has this way of conspiring and it will come back to you ten fold. I am living, breathing proof of that, that when you just keep showing up and you keep serving others, and that's not to say let yourself be taken advantage of. I'm dealing with a, an unfortunate situation where I made a terrible judgment call um, and I, I introduced somebody to somebody else. And, and unfortunately now it appears that wasn't the best connection, but I'm that person that I'll admit my own mistake. I'll own my story and I will say, hey, you know what? I made a character default judgment. And this person is not who they said they were. Guys, it's really important that you that you own that. You take accountability too and understand that not everybody's rooting for you to win. And, and there's some snakes out there. And you gotta be you gotta be discerning in that regard. But keep showing up for people, right? Don't let yourself get used and abused and walked over. But keep showing up, keep pouring into others, keep doing for others, keep just being a super human. And I promise you, whether it's life, it's business, it will always, always, always come back to you. So.
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.